guys, we're looking at the final night from uh, Budokan Hall in Tokyo, Japan. And if you haven't heard the news, by gum, what a show. Um, also, what a disappointing show. <laughs> there was amazing things that happened, and there were some terrible things that happened. And um, we best start with the, well, yeah. Ooh, what can you say? Um... Yeah, let's look at it from this way. Let's look at the results first. Uh, where are we? Uh, I'm looking at results here. I'm on 1972.com, so we'll give you the results as soon as I get them. Thursday, October, results of the final. Uh, opening match, Kyoshi Fujita and Yoshibu Kanemura... Sorry, Yoshi Fujita and Rei Uehuwaya were beaten by Yoshinobu Kanemura in El Desperado in 8 minutes and 40 seconds via Boston Crab because the old guys are really just hammering home the fact that you're young boys and you can be beaten by Boston Crab to show their development, you see. Next tour, they won't be beaten by Boston Crab. They'll be able to get out of it. And so the incremental stages in development I'll go through. And it was perfectly fine. Despi and uh, Kanemaru doing their thing. It was entertaining for what it was, but it was basically a training montage as a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> And that was fine. Uh, next up, Yuji Nagata Toriano defeated Great Okan and Jeff Cobb using NU2. 8 minutes and 29 seconds. I honestly thought Yuji Nagata and Toriano were an eyed into nothing. And to be honest, they teamed together really well because Nagata's kind of got that positive outlook and Yano cheats a lot. And Great Okan and Cobb were really thoroughly annoyed to be in this position because they both could have really won this tournament <laughs> after the first week. Um, but it, it, actually, the show itself, the actual match itself, was not bad. It was entertaining to watch. I kind of make up for a lot of duffers that we've watched in the G1, because nothing on this card was particularly awful. Oh, yeah, except this one. But it wasn't awful. Uh, Yashihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto, your never openweight six-man tag team champions, lost to the House of Torture, show Yuji Hiro Takahashi, and Evil, when Evil managed to get... Um, Everything is evil onto uh, Yoshihashi. Um, and it, it was fine, but it was, again, House of Torture and their bullshittery. Um, their shenanigans, if you will. Um, and uh, it's boring. Sorry, lads. It's not very interesting to watch. Uh, but it wasn't dreadful. It was fine. There was some good uh, some good triple team stuff between uh, the Never Point Tag Team Champions, the greatest... Never open weight tag team champions of all times. Um, and yeah, Eo Ujiro and Cho aren't bad. It's just that the way things lay out is not much fun. What was more fun was Tiger Mask, Tanmiyako, Hamba, Togi Makabe, and Hiroshi Tanahashi in a losing effort as Chase Hun Owens defeated Tanmiyako Hamba with the package pile driver that, they, that he calls the bank statement. Um, uh, yeah, this was fun. This was really good fun to watch. Obviously, the finish with two abusive males in it wasn't much of a, wasn't much of a fun. But the actual back and forth between the two teams was good. It was nice to see Makabe wrestle. I haven't seen him wrestle in ages. Tamatonga and Tangaloa trying to get their uh, juice back together as tag team champions and legendary tag team champions that they are. Kenta being Kenta. Owens being Owens. Tanahashi being Tanahashi. Tiger Mask looking really good. And... Kind of the other guy out of place in this one that he's starting to beat seven stages of shit out of Kenta. Then you realise actually he's really bang on the right spot. This was perfectly fine um, and kind of builds the story of Tanahashi versus either Chase Owens or Tama Tonga. 
Chase is off back to the States, apparently. So, Ta so sorry, sorry, Kenta gets the first crack at Tanahashi. But Owens has a championship shot in the bank. Um, next was the really big surprise. And the amazing surprise that Katsuyuri Shibata wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. to a five-minute UWFI rules match. A, a grappling rule bout, as they called it. No striking, neither of my kick pads on, so they weren't going to throw kicks and they weren't going to throw fists. Purely grappling. And it wasn't really a UWFI match in the sense of UWFI matches really relied heavily on kicks. So this was more of a kind of ground mat-based approach. And they kind of turned it actually into a world of sports style wrestling match <laughs> by the end. They they just went through different manoeuvres and showed a bunch of stuff off. And yeah, it was really thoroughly entertaining. I absolutely loved it. In fact, I wish my dad had been alive. He would have loved this match. It would have been perfect for him. Just his particular taste in wrestling is that kind of style of wrestling. Zack and Shibata were awesome to watch together. And uh, he said next time he'll be back and he'll be wearing his gear. So if he's slowly coming into a comeback, that'll be amazing. I can't see him taking the big bumps and the headshots like he used to. Um, but stuff like this, absolutely breathtaking uh, to watch. Absolutely amazing to watch. And the fans, it reminded me of 2019 uh, where he came, or 2018 where he came back after the, the near career, near life ending match he had with Okada. And um, just, yeah, he just, it was just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Um and yeah, he came back and just took that took that bump in the ring and then you know, no one thought we'd ever hear from him again. And he's gone off to the LA Dojo and he's running the dojo and he looks like he's doing a really good job running the dojo. They would not be able to do New Japan Strong without him because of his ability to run that dojo so well. And yeah, absolutely brutal, but awesome. Well not even brutal, it was just a soft, gentle wrestling match. Zach even shook Shabata's hands. And at the end of the match, went five more. <laughs> it was great. Next up was, again, a fun tag match to finish out the proceedings before things got serious. Master Wato, Raisuke Taguchi, Shotoshi Kojima, and Hiroshi Tenzan lost to Shingo Takagi, Sanada, Hiroma Takashi, your LIJ, to a pumping bonner, which isn't Shingo's normal finish manoeuvre, but I guess Hiroshi was feeling generous. <laughs> 12 minutes and 17 seconds. Bit of a comedy match starting off with Taguchi and uh, Hiromu, who are trying to figure out the exact best way to deliver um, your Mongolian chops. Um, but yeah, other than that, just LIJ are just poetry in motion. No wasted energy as a tag team. And then we get to the final, which was both good and terrible. Uh, Coach Ribushi and Kazuchika Okada went... Absolutely hell for leather for 23 minutes. Oh, 25 minutes. Well, 25 minutes and about 20 seconds. And then Kotobushi was on a big comeback and went for the Phoenix Splash. And he managed to land really badly on his arm. I didn't ling Camera didn't linger on the shot and they never replayed it. But I'm wondering if he trapped his arm under himself. Because Akada got out of the way of the Phoenix Splash and he just landed and dislocated his, either his shoulder or his elbow. And um, it was just just a mess. Uh, it took about five of them to actually pop his shoulder back into place, which of course they did with New Japan cameras like really on them, and they shouldn't have really done that. The guys from Okada actually got people in the ring to shelter Ibushi so he could have his shoulder repaired 
in the middle of the ring just so he could move out the way um, and walk freely because he's just in that much pain. Um, Red Shoes stopped the fight, but up until that point, it was classic Ibushi and classic Okada. Okada bossed the match. He looks like he's in charge. He looks like he's the IWGP heavyweight champion of old. And he looks like he knows what he's doing when it comes to this type of match. It looked like the complete package, the Rainmaker. Ibushi is one of wrestling's greatest counterpunchers. And after taking tons of punishment, started to build a comeback. Um, after taking some of Okada's uh, 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 biggest moves, he spent a lot of time in the money clip, uh, and he was building to a crescendo. He'd already got one Kamagoya knee off, which Okada had kicked out of. Then he saw the top rope and went for the Phoenix Splash, and that's where disaster happened. Okada looked absolutely crestfallen that he couldn't have a proper match with Ibushi to finish it off. And that kind of, you know, luckily for him, there's two baby faces in the final, so they could play it off as, you know, get you next time. And, you know, there was very sporting-like uh, feel towards the end of the match, um, which was nice to see. Because you don't get to see that with the way that they develop their characters, which they're very serious. If this was evil, the, the evil could not have done that. And it would have felt really wrong and left a bit of taste in the mouth. But whatever the plans were for New Japan Pro Wrestling, they really got caught short. And Okada, Red Shoes had to call a match. Okada takes the championship um and quite rightly um takes the number one titles contender shot for wrestle kingdom against whoever is champion at the time but intriguingly <laughs> he claimed to have beaten the iwgp heavyweight champion and was therefore proclaiming himself to be the iwgp heavyweight champion thus you know the last year didn't exist uh the cursed year as people have been saying and that shingo isn't the world champion he doesn't matter which, of course, is going to cause some consultation because obviously you've got Billy No Mates kicking around saying he's the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion too. And really, I don't care as long as the card is on top at the end of all this and we get the black belt back. <laughs> and the belts, the because the belt, it just doesn't work. Shingo's been great, but it took Shingo Takagi at his absolute peak to make that belt realistically viable. Nobody wants it, nobody likes it, except the company, and hopefully we'll get rid of it, and I'll be a very happy man, because the fourth generation belt is New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they don't need a World Heavyweight Championship. The belt means very little, as even Chris Charlton said, who was, you know, cheerleading for that championship for quite some time, but even on commentary said, well, it's only had four or five champions, it's not that prestigious in the greater scheme of things. And Okada says if we bring the old belt back, then everything's correct and right with the world. And I think he's absolutely right. <laughs> I'm not sure New Japan feel that way about it. I'm not even sure if he got permission to do that promotion. But that's where we are. They want the title belt back. We'll see. So the big playouts from this year's G1 were that Tanahashi has got a feud with Kenta. Um... Tama Tonga challenged Kazuchika Okada for the briefcase and the Shumbu one shot at the at the at the, um, the, the Tokyo Dome. I don't see Tama being a long term threat, but I could surprise me. And worse things have happened in New Japan Pro Wrestling this year, and Tama's looking great as a singles wrestler. But I think Okada keeps that and keeps the run to Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, hopefully we get rid of that god awful title belt and everyone's happy. Yay! Because you've got to finish that show. There's three main, there's three main events nights now, apparently. <laughs> We're having 
God knows why. Um, and yeah, I'm just happy I've managed to stay off Twitter all day and therefore do not have to worry about um, finding out the results. And it, I was severely disappointed in the main event just because of Kota being hurt. And I've said some wrong things about Kota this week because the A block final night was just dreadful. And it wasn't his fault. And nothing that Kota's done has been his fault at all. It's been dreadful this year. And a lot of it has been down to that. And no one should have put him in the position he's been in with aspiration pneumonia. You can't wrestle a tournament like this at the pace he's been going and, you know, have a championship winning run and expect not to be in dreadful condition at the end of it. Um, they should have gone with Okada from the start. I'm not sure if they did, because even when the the explosion happened at the end, everything was in silver, which could have gone for Okada, which could have gone for Bushi, um, which is a bit weird. <laughs> um, it kind of looked Ob- Ibushi-ish silver colours, and I was slightly concerned about that, but there you go. And that was the end of your, uh, your, your G1 Climax. And I'll maybe do... Today at the World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors, depends on how much time I've got because those tournaments did take a long time last year and I wasn't working the full schedule I am now. And this year has been a slog for the G1 Climax, so we'll see. But anyway, thank you very much for listening for today at the G1 Climax tournament. We'll be back probably at World Tag League, I would think. I might just pick World Tag League or Best of Super Juniors and do it that way. But either way. I hope you're enjoying your wrestling this week, and I hope you enjoy the G1 Climax Final. It brings up more questions than it answers, and that's what it's supposed to do. In a tournament that was a bit lacklustre, and some block final nights that were absolutely bloody awful and outstanding all at the same time, it was nice to see a finals night that was just some fun, that took the pressure off before building to a peak with a match that could have been perfect. Seriously, it was that good. It was heading that way to be the perfect storytelling moment for either Ricardo or Ibushi to take the championship. We'll never know, I guess. I'm sure somebody might leak it eventually. But Kazuchi Ricardo, G1 Climax champion, and back on top of the world one more time. Now he has to convert that on January the 4th and make it all worthwhile. Thank you for listening. My name's James Troopany. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find us at Troopany Show. On Twitter, you can find us on Facebook at The Troopany Show, and you can find me on Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free, forever, for everyone. Oh, hail the rainmaker, and may he longly reign forever. Bye. (laughs)